I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Welcome to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Siggett, your host here at this podcast. Well, gosh, guys, we have gotten through this long winter. We've started into spring. I sure hope that you are enjoying this transition to a new season. Well, I got to tell you, I know I always say this, but I've got a really great guest for you today. This guest is someone that I have connected with on Instagram and have just kind of connected because we're both podcasters, but also I think we share a lot of philosophies and and senses and and uh, just some different things in common with each other as I've been following her posts on Instagram. And I'm so happy to have her here today and to share her with you. So I'd like to uh, I would like to introduce Kendra. Hey, Kendra, how are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I am really excited that you are here too because I got to I got to tell you like your brand sticks out on Instagram, on social media, and I think like it's a big chuckle. Um do you get other people kind of saying that you make them laugh a little bit? Well, I think everyone laughs a little bit at the name of my podcast, (laughs) which is I Trip Over Flat Surfaces, and I really, truly do. That name comes from my own life experiences, so everyone seems to always get a little chuckle out of that, which I appreciate. Which, that's what drew me to you in the the social media area is I was like I trip over flat surfaces like what does that mean and the logos that I've seen from you are go right along with it so I think it's really funny and then I'm like gosh what is she talking about what is going on here I gotta check it out and you definitely drew me in Oh, that's very sweet. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen because there's so many things out there competing for our our time, and and that really does mean a lot to me. I I really do appreciate it. Yeah, so we are both independent podcasters out there doing our thing. We've also found out that we're both Midwest gals, which is pretty awesome. Yes, I am from Missouri. I... I, I do have to be honest, I could not wait to get out after I left go. Oh. <laughs> Poor Missouri. But I, I do appreciate where I come from, and, and I just, you know, I mean, there's not much water in Missouri. And so the East Coast offers a much larger body of water, which I uh, am greatly pulled to. Which I I think it's funny that you say it that way, because coming from Michigan in the Midwest, there's a lot of water, and I miss it here in central Pennsylvania. Wow. So, you know, when I was growing up, I could go summers and not even put a toe in a, in a pool. Just, oh. we just, we weren't, we weren't around water. It just, yeah, I didn't even learn how to swim until I was much, much older. So it's just not... Yeah, I didn't have a reason to. I wasn't in it. See, and I always say to my students at school, like when they say they're going to the beach, 
originally when I moved here, I was like, okay, there's a beach around here. Where is it? And they're like, oh no, like Delaware and Maryland and New Jersey. I'm like, hey, when I told my mom I was going to the beach, it meant I was walking there. Oh, nice. Yes. It basically, you know, where I grew up in Michigan, there were lakes, smaller lakes. I know we do have the Great Lakes, but there's smaller lakes everywhere. So you were going, I was always in water. I, you know, you couldn't get away from the water. Uh, But central Pennsylvania is not that way. Yes, there is a river not too far from me, but it's not something that I'm just going to jump in. Well, well, I do have to say I love Pennsylvania. Love it. um, Love Philly, New Oxford, um, those those types of area of of Pennsylvania. It's such a beautiful country, but I know you came from a state that has beautiful country as well. Um, But cold. (laughs) yes yes I much like you I was happy to leave my homeland uh, to get warmer weather I know people don't think Pennsylvania warmer weather but it is warmer weather yes I don't get as much snow here which I'm okay with (laughs) yes well growing up we got a lot of ice I don't know if you got if you got much ice so we would just get these ice storms every winter and it wasn't tons of snow, but the ice would just be so heavily thick everywhere. So where I am in Pennsylvania, we get more of the ice. And uh-huh. so we deal with that here. So I, I know what you're talking about. Um, but Michigan is is a lot of snow. Every well, so often there's an ice storm, but it's more snow. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I do appreciate growing up in the Midwest. I do think there are values there that, um, and you can get values everywhere, I realize. But, you know, I, I do appreciate growing up in, in a Midwest um, environment. I think those are things that you stick stick with. And, and, of course, you know, you run away from your home life. And this is another podcast, Meredith, maybe we should do <laughs> later. But, like, you kind of run away from a home life. And, then, and I think in life you kind of circle back and go back to what you used to know, which is um, – I live on a very small farm now uh, with seven rescue animals. So it's a little bit of a full circle. And, and I and I wanted that and, you know, ran away from it before um, kicking. Well, I, didn't, I wasn't kicking. I just ran. I just love the East Coast. I love being uh, in an area where my local news is people's nationals. You know, it's national news for everyone else. And I, I just love the Washington, D.C. area. It's an awesome place. Which I completely understand what you're saying because I left a small town that had two traffic lights and I (laughs) went to Pittsburgh and lived in the city where I could use public transportation and I loved it. Uh, But, you know, now that I've gotten a little bit older and I have kids, I recognize what the small town gave me. So it is that full circle kind of thing. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so true. And, you know, in Pittsburgh in 2022 was recognized as a very, uh, you know, popular place to move to and, and live. So yeah. Oh, I, a good place. I love <laughs> I love my time in Pittsburgh. It was really wonderful. So, Kendra, we know that you are a Midwest gal that has gone metropolitan and now you're back on the small farm. But tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself. Well, I am a 
I consider myself or, or I'll often say to people at the very last party I ever attend, I always, I want everyone's speech about me to be that I'm an aggressive encourager. It's just sort of in me. It's bred in me. Um, it just kind of happened that happens naturally. And that's what I want to leave with people, you know, whatever it is, if it's just, you know, helping you get up every day, if it's helping you start that company, if it's helping you stay in a marriage that you think is is over, but willing to give it just another shot, I I want to be all of that to to as many people as I possibly can, and that's why I started the podcast. It's really to help people get back up after their life stumbles or all out fall on their face life events, and and yes, I have done that literally fallen on my face in a crosswalk, um, and again, it was a flat surface. So, you know, I live up to, to the name, but I just think people, you know, in today's society more so than ever, and I know you hear this and it seems a little bit of cliche, um, it, it's tough. People are, it's just tougher people get to get out of bed. But I will say in society in general, we're talking, um, better and more about mental health than we ever have in any other past generation. But there's still so much work to be done. And everyone's at a different level. And, you know, where you might be now getting out of bed and showering and looking for a job, someone else can't even open their eyes and and get out of bed. So I, I just think, you know, we're all in so many different different places at different times in our life. And so I just wanted to be a voice of someone that you could come to and listen. And I might be able to help you get one more step in your day, whatever that one more step is. I think that is pretty awesome. And I think my listeners are knowing why I've been attracted to you and your message because I love what you're doing. I love that you are there to encourage people. You're not expecting anyone to do leaps and bounds, but if we can give you one more step, that's awesome, and that's what we're going for. So I think that's that's really cool, and I'm so happy that you're, you're doing this. You're out in a, a podcast that everyone can listen to. You've got social media where people can check in. So I have my circle of positivity that I call. Um, and it's people that I have found in my physical life and then also in that social media life. Because unfortunately, sometimes social media gets a bad rap that it has to be that negativity um, that we're trying to compare ourselves to things that we can't ever become. But when you look at social media, you can cultivate your own circle of positivity, those people and things that challenge you in a positive way, that support you, that encourage you and help you to be a better person. And that's what you're doing. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you very much. That's very sweet of you to say. I appreciate it. Yeah. Now, I, again, I've been following you with your Instagram, and one of the things that I have kind of seen with your posts and some of the things you talk, there's this thread of peace, finding your peace, just the idea of being with your peace, 
And I, what really caught my eye is this idea of protecting your peace. Because I think we all need those tools to understand that we have a choice in the matter of how we're feeling. And we don't have to give up those great feelings. And I get a sense that you understand that too. Yeah, I, I just think so much in life we do, we don't understand that it's taking our peace from us because I think we live in an area, like let's just take worry for an example. You know, worry is a cousin of fear. And you might think that there is good worry, um, you know, and the bad worry because good worry could be, well, I don't want my kid to run out in the street and get hit by a car. Well, you know, I can understand that, but you definitely don't want to not let your kid go out and play for fear that they might run out in the street and hit the, and be hit by a car. So I definitely think that there are things that we do in our every day without realizing it that really take away uh, peace that's owed to us and peace that's already given to us and that we have, we just have to tap into that peace that's way down deep that we often cover up with layers of things of fear and worry and dread and regret and shame and, and guilt. And there's, there's that quote that um, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. Yeah. And I I always love that quote and I I use that with people to help them see it for what it is. Um, and then we talk about like what could you do in this situation? Using the example that you just gave, we can help our children understand that the road isn't a place to go. That is actually doing something productive and feeling more secure that our children are safe and understand their own safety. Right, right. So I think we feel, sorry, I I think we feel like we have to do our part, right? So, um, you know, and and if it's a situation we can't control, and in your example there, you know, we can control our child by explaining to them the the impacts of their decision if they were to make that decision. But there are so many things like you're waiting for a doctor's report or um, other things like that where it's out of our control, but we feel like we need to do something and all we can do is just ruminate on it and worry on it and think on it. And what you think eventually then becomes your life because if that's what you're always thinking about that's what you start to see in your everyday so in one of your instagram posts you actually gave an example of this and you talked about a a past professional experience where you did a lot of travel and you had the anxiety over the flights but then you kind of came to a conclusion. Do you remember this post? I do, because I, I used to work uh, and I would fill in for trainers and, and travel to different countries. And so these were never areas within the United States. I was always in another country. And of course, some countries are nicer than others. Um, and some countries are more modern than others. Some countries have more flights than others. So I was always under this self-inflicted anxiety about my 
flights. Am I going to get there in time so I can start my work on time? Oh my gosh. Um, and even before the trip even started, I'm concerned what happens if there's, uh, you know, a delayed flight or, oh my gosh, I only have this much time in my layover. Am I going to make it? And then of course, if my flight were to get canceled and again, in some of these countries, that might've been the only flight. And so now what am I going to do? I, and I, I would just want to get home, especially if I was traveling by myself. I, you know, I just wanted to get home and I'm also, um, there's a little bit of added layer in this. I'm an, I'm a doer. I'm going to check the box and move on to something else. So I'm a, I want to get on the flight so I can get home and then on to the other thing and then on to the other thing. And so all of those other things we're also uh, sort of piling up in a in a really invisible line that I had made in my head. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I totally get this. This makes so much sense to me. Um, and I don't know if it's my personality type. I don't know if it's the, the mom in me that I see the ripple effect. I see the domino effect. Uh, that if this happens, then that happens, and that happens, then that happens, and you make it this big catastrophe off of this one little thing that started, and we just kind of feed ourselves a, a story of what crazy thing is going to happen if this one thing happens. Um, but I, I really thought that your uh, commentary on this and where you took your anxiety about the flights um, just to kind of quote you it was to be open to life so you said I let the flights work themselves out and I would still be okay I just needed to be open to life I I got to a place where I was so upsetting myself and almost like a literal hand wringing, just sitting in the chairs waiting for the flight. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get home on time. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to get home to, on, to a point where often I would get home and look back and go, wow, I wish I would have had more time there. I could have walked around the airport and looked at the different shops and like, well, why didn't I? Because I sat in front of that gate looking at the screen in hopes of that flight not being canceled or not being postponed any longer. So I had to make a decision. It wasn't just something that happens one day. You have to decide that you're going to make a change. And then you have to, in the moments when those things are happening, decide over and over and over that you're going to make that change. So the next flight I went on, I didn't suddenly miraculously no longer fret about cancellations or postponements. I had to go, okay, wait a minute. This flight's been postponed an hour. Me sitting here and wringing my hand and being really, really upset and oh my gosh, am I gonna get home? Oh my gosh, oh please, please, please don't be postponing any longer, please, please. And that literally would be the mantra in my head, please, please. Um, just, okay, it's an hour. I know it's an hour. I know where my gate is. Like, I can step away 
and go and look at the shops or, you know, do something else, maybe just take a walk around. And it took some time, of course, it wasn't overnight. But the more I did that, the more I'm like, well, wait a minute, I'm realizing that by not sitting there and ruminating, please don't let my flight be extended, please don't let my flight be extended, please don't let me, I actually had peace. So instead of uh, worrying about all of those things, I didn't. I just thought about, oh, wow, what, what beautiful things in the window, or, oh, those are interesting people, or um, I'm not, I'm kind of an introvert, so I didn't necessarily strike up conversations with people, but I recognize that the less I fretted, the more peace I had. And I then thought to my, myself, or let me phrase it this way. Have you ever heard of the phrase, uh, skinnier feels better than chocolate tastes? I'm really not sure if that's true or not, but you know, <laughs> anyway, it's sort of, sort of the same kind of, um, same kind of thing where I wanted more of that piece because no matter what was happening around me with the flight, I was peaceful inside. And so I then started seeking that and I wanted that so desperately that that became um, a driving force and the other just with over time just it dissipated and it was gone. And with your saying being open to life, like for me it's very much a visual because it's like you opened the door and allowed for a different experience, feeling, thought to come in instead of clouding your feelings, your thoughts, your experiences with the negative, anxious, fear, worry, you just kind of gave a little little opening for something else to come in. And then as you practiced it, more and more came in. So if we were Like if we think about a pie chart and the door opens a little bit and a little sliver is, hey, like there's a shop over there. I'd like to go peek in it. Well, as you started practicing, that pie chart started changing color and that door opened wider and wider until there was that sliver of worry or dread or anxiety. Because I... I believe that it's there. It's going to always be there. And definitely when you're traveling, there is a a level of anxiety because of things that aren't out of your control. But it doesn't have to be the everything. It can be the little sliver. Right. I mean, that's a really good analogy. And uh, and I think that uh, it's very true. And it's no different than what I was saying earlier. That was my little baby step. That was my, you know, just able to open my eyes in the morning, but couldn't get out of bed step. And then, you know, my next trip, you know, I opened my eyes, got out of bed and showered, you know, proverbial yeah. shower. So it, these are all just steps in life. And it's, and it's really, um, and I'm not saying I never slipped at any time. I'm, I'm sure there, there were those times, but it, it's, I think once you then, get a sense of that other piece of that pie and it's so enjoyable tastes so good smells so good 
uh, you know, all, all the senses that, uh, you know, it, it becomes overpowering. It does. Yeah. So you've had some of these experiences. You've been able to take these steps to get the peace, to kind of understand what your peace is, that space where you're feeling really good. What are like five things that you can do to protect that peace? I think the first thing we have to do is identify what steals our peace. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, and then I think we have to work on those individuals, peace stealers. And so I think that requires um, some time because I don't think we always know what steals our peace. Like, oh my gosh, that guy cut me off in traffic or he's going slow, so slow. Well, that person stole my peace. Well, did they or did you stay up really late binge watching something on Hulu and then didn't get up on time and now you're really rushed getting to work? And so I think it's going to be some effort for you with a piece of paper and and a um, pen or, you know, your phone. And every time you feel impatient, um, upset, worried, you know, all of those things, write down what it is that made you lose your peace, but then kind of walk backwards. But why? Um, Again, you know, someone wasn't paying attention to me in a meeting. Well, why did that lose your peace? Is it because they're getting attention and you're not, or um, you really feel like you have something valid to say and they're not, I mean, there could be legitimate reasons for some of these things, yeah. but and I'm not saying there's always, um, there's not always something that you could walk several bat, you know, steps back to, to find, but I don't think it's always the first thing in front of us. So I think once you identify those peace stealers, you can start working on those, giving yourself more time in the morning, going to bed sooner, um, you know, uh, preparing better for a presentation or, um, you know, maybe going to the grocery store at a different time of the day if you can. So you're not there at the busiest time waiting in line. I mean, impatience is, I mean, God bless the universe for helping me with my impatience. Let's all. <laughs> So I I think it's great, you know, looking at those um, peace stealers and trying to get to the bottom of what's really happening. Um, And then it sounds like doing some problem solving to overcome that, uh, to find a different way so that peace is protected. Uh, I, the grocery store, I think it, you know, it's an interesting uh, example because yes when we go to the grocery store and it is packed you can't find a cart uh, you're trying to get through the aisles and everyone's doing the same thing you do get impatient but if you go at an off hour where there aren't a lot of people it can be really enjoyable where you can wander or if you do need to go fast you can get in and get out Um, So that's a great way of looking at this is my peace and how can I achieve it and and not be stressed out, not have any of those peace um, stealers happen or have any of those triggers. Oh, 
Yeah, so true. And, it, you know, and, it, and I think it's not something that we're going to necessarily flush out and correct right away. So I think you have to make sure you give yourself grace because I know in my own life, I'll think I'll, I have uh, worked through something like, okay, that doesn't bother me anymore. I, I'm, I'm good with that. Bring it on. And then <laughs> like the next week, I will be like, what happened? Like, I thought I was doing so well at that. And so you just, and you, and you are, you're working better than you were, you know, weeks prior, but just remember to give yourself a little grace as you work on it. And then some things you'll look back and go, wow, I haven't been bothered by that in, in months or years. And, you know, you really have, um, I don't, the only word that's coming to my brain right now is healed yourself of that in a, in a sense. So. Yeah, it, it, it takes time. Yeah. Let it take the time it takes. And and so I often uh, will recommend as well in the areas where you have peace stealers, some of those areas you might need to put little post-it notes to remind yourself like um, I have to, uh, I will tell myself a little bit. <laughs> I am bad about interrupting people. I, I Let me just apologize to everyone early. It's something I really work on. I think it's rude. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I really struggle with that. And so afterwards I feel severe guilt and shame, you know, like, why do I have to do that again? So I have post-it notes up. Um, someone at work reminded me of a saying from Pulp Fiction. I'm sure it came from somewhere else, but there are two types of people, those that talk and those who wait to talk. Oh, oh no. Those who listen and those who wait to talk. Sorry. See, I can't okay. even get that right. <laughs> But I, I think, but putting those post-it notes around my monitor, so when I'm having a meeting, I see that um, has helped me and therefore has helped keep my peace about myself because I'm not feeling that shame and guilt for, for again, doing those things. You're making me think of, um, at times, I have, and it's more prof- in my professional life, I have the habit of reacting fast and usually when it's a problem, it's when I have a negative reaction to be, you know, honest, let's be honest. But then when I stop and think through, I don't think it's as bad and it didn't deserve that negative reaction. And I don't, that's one thing I don't like about myself is that I don't give myself the time to digest what I'm hearing and I get all kind of in a knot when I didn't need to. And I probably influence other people to, in a negative way, either I've poo-pooed an idea of theirs or I've upped their anxiety because I'm not on board. And if I would just take a breath, give myself time to process, things would go better and I wouldn't disrupt my peace and possibly other people's peace too. So that is something that I I will have a post-it note or if it's during a time of change, I've written on my hand, just breathe as that reminder of like, don't react, just breathe, take it in, think about it, and then respond. Yeah, that's good. I, that's a, an area I've had to work on myself as well. 
I do think, um, you know, wisdom is something that I, I long for discernment and wisdom and, and, uh, uh, you know, those people who have the ability to just sit there and not say anything until someone specifically asks them a question. I want to go over there and shake them so badly because, because I have quite the, the opposite problem where, you know, I'm happy to give you my opinion any, <laughs> any time, any time. So yes, I, I do have to work on that too. <laughs> oh gosh, that is great. I, the one thing um, that I do want to mention, we kind of said it here, but I want to make sure we highlight it because it's come out in some of your posts. Um, on protecting that peace, there is a component of it that is managing your stress. And um, you've mentioned a few different ways of like managing stress as far, and it goes right into what we've been talking about, but you know, making sure you have enough time to complete a task. Uh, making sure that you have given yourself enough time to transition from one thing to another or to arrive where you need to be. You've talked about the grace, giving yourself grace when you make a mistake. Um, those are all some of those ways that we can reduce or manage that stress better so that we aren't in a place of unrest or um, lacking of peace. No, and and I would categorize all of them as being open to life because I think there's so much of life that we we can't manage. We can't manage, you know, canceled flights, postponed flights. Uh, we can't manage that someone ahead of us had an accident or a flat tire. You know, poor people. They're the ones sitting in the traffic and everybody's upset with them. Imagine how they feel. Um, but those are just things that are so beyond out of our control, but yet we feel in control because we can have a reaction to those. But generally, like you were just saying, those reactions are not, I'm not saying, I, I am generalizing when I say they're generally not positive. So uh, I do realize there are people out there that are uh, responding to those types of situations in a very positive way. But um, you know, oftentimes you'll hear the horns or, you know, someone saying something not so nice. And, and if we just learn to, in that moment, as you were just saying, don't respond so quickly, but take those few extra seconds. And it, it's almost like, you know, being in a meeting where just leave yourself on mute. So you're not tempted to blurt out. Um, I, I do that to myself, but just keep your, you know, your mouth on mute and give yourself a few seconds because I think in the big scheme that is in life, years from now, that person's flat tire is, is not going to have made or broken your life. Now, I understand it might make you late to an appointment that, you know, could have been a job interview. I mean, it is so rare when something like those things happen. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, people are understanding. So I think if we're just open to life and just, okay, you know what? I'm going to sit in traffic now an extra half an hour because of the person with the flat tire. So I'm going to turn on the latest podcast we could be <laughs> listening to of ours. 
or, or, you know, maybe listen to the news or maybe you call someone Bluetooth, please hands free, you know, call Mm -hmm. someone who's been waiting to hear from you, you know, just take those moments. And if you're a doer like me, maybe the opposite is to turn the radio off and to hear nothing. And just spend a few minutes listening to the birds, even listening to traffic, but just trying to clear your mind and clear it out of negativity and put something a little bit more positive um, within that time and and use that time in in a better way. And I, I think I've said this on a different episode many episodes ago, but you're making me think about when I go to a doctor's office. And that is a place that's notorious for you're not in control time-wise. You know, your appointment is at this time, but it, it could be 45 minutes later and you're still sitting in the waiting room. Um, I, I don't have control over the timing of it, but I'm here and it's important for me. So I have learned to meditate during that time. So I feel like it's using my time wisely it's getting in something that I need to get in. Um, so I, I just, now I, I connect. I've connected the doctor's waiting room with meditating. And that's what I do. And I always get great blood pressure results when I get actually get oh. in with the doctor. Oh, I bet. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> so I could see like being in your car in traffic. We could either go to the point where we're yelling and screaming and getting just mad and angry and frustrated at the situation, or we could take a totally different approach and see it as an opportunity to just stop and take a breath. That maybe this is the universe saying, hey, we just need you to slow down, work on that patience, and just focus on you for this time period. I'm going to venture to say, and of course, please, if your listeners uh, hear this recording and disagree, I would love to hear from them. But I don't know that people really understand what feeling true peace is mm-hmm. because they think, oh, if I don't say anything, um, the, you know, you, you need to understand what you did was wrong. Or um, let, let's even talk about a different complete um, example have you ever worked with someone who will go out of their way to make sure they never look wrong yes I mean they will spend so much time and energy because God forbid someone think that they did something incorrect Mm -hmm. I I can't I feel sorry for those people I really do my heart just aches for them I feel bad for them there is great peace in being okay with being wrong and I think until Just like when I was sitting and worrying about those flights, until I understood what that peace felt like by not worrying about them and just living life, uh, I I didn't get it. I I did not get it. But then once I felt it, I'm like, I want more of this. I need more of this. And so I, I don't. I really don't think we understand what real peace feels like to um, to then work for it, if that makes sense. Like just not honking your horn is not mean, that is not you being in peace. Right. Okay. It, it, yes, thank you for reframing. That's a step in the right direction. 
But I think if people really felt that peace and that just calmness, um, I, I do think they would want more of it. Yeah. And I definitely just going back to, I really think you frame it well, being open to life. It's not fearing it. It's not having anxiety over it. It's not worrying about it. It's letting life happen and and being okay that it happens, whatever that happening is. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on the life event, that that's obviously harder at times than, than others, especially when you have a very large, very, very serious, impactful life event. But yeah. But I, I do believe that we can get to those those places. I you know, I I'm a um, I'm sure a lot of people uh, are big followers of Gandhi and his way of living life or Mother Teresa. I personally love Mandela. Like if I could have lunch with anybody, it would be Mandela. And I just think that they found a peace in life that so many of us can never obtain. Doesn't mean they didn't have diff- great difficulties <laughs> and heartache yeah. and pain, but I do think they found peace in learning what their peace dealers were. They forgave. Forgiving others is huge. And they gave themselves grace. They gave other people grace. And they sought peace out, I think, with a vengeance. Yes. Oh, I think that's that is a great place for us to finish today because I think that just is a mic drop drop moment. So thank you, Kendra, for bringing those individuals up as an example of you know finding that peace and um, seeking that peace, and also that peace doesn't mean that we have a perfect life. Um, it's still finding that peace within the struggle that we all have. So thank you. Thank you so much for all of this wisdom that you have given. I appreciate this conversation because you've brought some things up in my mind. Um, And you reminded me of some of those times of peace. And I do want that feeling. I I have tasted it. Um, So I need to do some reflecting on my peace stealers and make some some choices to to change that so thank you so much it has been a pleasure and this has been a good renewal for me too we we always need to be renewing um these these thoughts and feelings so so thank you so much for having me i really appreciate i appreciate to your listeners for for taking the time and and listening as well so kendra can you tell my listeners where they can find you Sure. I do have a website that you can go to. I trip over flatsurfaces.com and I do have some free resources there. You can download one is, um, a path from worry to hope just kind of feeds into this piece area. I am on Instagram at I T O F S podcast. And I do have a Facebook page, but honestly, I spend a lot more time on on Instagram than I do Facebook. And then, of course, my podcast is anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Amazing. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to put all of that information in the show notes. So thank you very much for being here with us today. And I'm going to go ahead and say goodbye to my listeners. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. 
If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time.